Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. Y'all out there. This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. And since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? Well, what are you waiting for? Let's get it. Oh, that's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for me to get my sounds together. I feel you. And look, if they watching, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. Now, for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all smart out Feel me? Now, for my potters, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson Network, and bam, I'll pop right up. You feel me? Also, I'd like to thank my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee it boosts your sex appeal up by, let's say, uh, 21%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's most definitely going to look good on y'all, all right? Now, with that being said, we hopping right into the topic. Man, what the hell is up, man? Why they keep trying to remix our black history? Us, they trying to remix our history all the goddamn time. What is going on, y'all? I feel like they doing this to try to erase us. First, you erase a person's history. Then next, that's basically dehumanizing. You know what happens when you dehumanize a person, right? I'm going to let y'all freaking put it in the comments below. All right? Yeah. What I mean by a remix of history, you feel me? It stems all the way from Ronda Clantes to goddamn Fat Joe and Joe Conzo, uh, whatever the hell his name is, from the aspect of they trying to Erased our goddamn history from the history books from Ron DeClantis to Fat Joe and Joe Conzo talking about that, you know, there's a 50-50 creation of hip-hop between Latinos and black Americans. No, man. No. First of all, black Americans, we don't want to create a hip-hop, okay? Just because you had a sprinkle of a contribution don't mean you're the creator. Second of all, Ron DeClantis trying to Take away like African American studies and have certain books not be able to be in the school systems and stuff like that. Just trying to erase our history and remix our stuff, man. Tired of it. It's bull malarkey. It's horse manure. My dog, y'all doing all this BS. I'm and, and first, I'm gonna talk about Ron DeSantis and how, as you can see throughout the year. He's been trying to take away certain books. He tried to lump us up with the LGBTQ community. I, I, I didn't know that race and sex was the same thing. I didn't know race and gender was the same thing. I didn't know a gender was a race. Gorge. I guess in his eyes it is. And then taking away African-American studies, 
trying to eradicate certain books from the school system and things of that nature, which leads up to the erasing of our history, which then leads up to us being dehumanized. And then once we're dehumanized, then it shows in other people's eyes like, oh, it don't matter if they get killed or don't get reparations or get a, or don't get an anti-black hate crime bill for themselves. See where I'm going? See how like you hit one domino, another domino falls over? And speaking of another domino, now it leads me into the hip-hop conversation. Bruh, can we stop this damn lie, this BS narrative that Latinos were somehow 50-50 with the goddamn us, black Americans, with the creation of hip-hop? You see how this is read? African-Americans, sometimes they feel that they created hip-hop, but it's known. It's known what? Y'all saying Puerto Rican and Jewish gangs help with the creation of hip-hop? Puerto Ricans is the uh, uh, the creator of hip-hop? They blatantly just saying it. They ain't even saying, oh, yeah, they helped. No, they're saying they are the creators of hip-hop. It's a damn slap in the face. That's his erasure of us in history. Black history. Y'all trying to remix it like P. Diddy. Gorge. No, P. Diddy, man. You know, he had the, in the 90s, he remixed everything. You feel me? This is what they trying to do. They trying to remix stuff. This BS show. I ain't liking it. And the thing also, right, is like, Fat Joe is getting promoted on platforms like BET. And I know somebody somebody's going to be an idiot out there like, but BET means black entertainment. So it got to be for blacks, right? What? Who owns BET? Viacom. Who owns Viacom? White people. I think the Redwoods to be exact. Could be wrong, but I think it's the Redwoods. Actually, this is what we do. You know what I mean? On this show, we research. Researching real time. Who owns owns Viacom? National Amusements. Hmm. Yeah. Who owns National Amusements? Like I said, I think it's the uh, Redwood. It's like Sherry Redwood or something like that. Redstone. I said Redwood. My apologies. It's the Redstones. See, I knew that. Red something. Sumner Redstone, Michael Redstone's son, Sumner Redstone, Sherry Redstone, see, I told you, Sherry, you see, the Redstones, yeah, they own Viacom, and they lily white, as you can see, anyway, they've been propping up Fat Joe with this hip-hop talking, Fat Joe at one point said that, oh, it's the black Twitters, they're not even real people, you stupid motherfucker, we not bots. This is real. People are really tired of your shit, dude. Joe Conzo, your boy malarkey, just because you took some photos, now you're the creator of hip-hop? I think y'all are so goddamn stupid because y'all think contribution and creation is one and the same, and it ain't. Google it. Ask my brother Google You'll see the difference. Just because you contribute to something 
Don't mean you created it. That's like me handing a motherfucking a uh, a uh, a uh, a damn um uh, mechanic a wrench while he building a car. And be like, mechanic, like, damn, I built this car. I'm like, nah, bro, I built it too. It's like, no, you contributed. You gave me a wrench. You helped me out. You gave me a wrench. But I actually built this. See how stupid that concept sound? Dumb as hell. Dumb. You know who's combating this? Tariq Nasheed. Shout out to you, bro. About to give us a dope documentary called Microphone Check to combat all this bull malarkey. And see, some people out there, they don't, they don't do their own research. They don't deep dive into things. They don't, um, they just look at what is thrown in their face. And so a lot of people would see Fat Joe and be like, it's thrown in his face and it's just throwing, throwing, and throwing in your damn face. And it's like, yeah, Puerto Ricans is the creator of hip hop. Or someone's like, yeah, 50 50. Yeah, they are they are the creators of hip hop. You got Joe Conzo like, yeah, you know what? I'm the creator of hip hop. You feel me? I took some photos. They even had this stupid ass reel or whatever, and they talked about creators of, of hip hop, Puerto Rican uh, people, and they named nothing hip hop. They ain't have no one spit a rhyme, do some damn sound engineer. I don't know, do some DJing, none of that. They're like, yeah, they fought for peace. They fought for peace in the neighborhood, you know? So, I mean, that's hip-hop, right? It's like, mm, what? What the F are y'all talking about? I'm so confused. They said this one chick was the Rose... The Puerto Rican Rosa Parks. What? What? <laughs> they talked about her. She didn't get arrested for uh, fighting social justice. No. No. Stop it. Stop it. Stop trying to intermingle our stuff with y'all stuff. That is... Man. Oh, that's so cringy. Oh, that's so cringy. But yeah, it's like, dude, contribution to something don't mean you are the creator of it. I'm going to say that one more time. Contribution of something does not make you the creator of it. You don't believe me? Google it. Google the words. The shit that y'all are saying is contribution. You're not saying or putting this mind like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Cre- creator, like, you feel me? Hip-hop is us. You saw we were busting rhymes and we came with DJ. The- y'all saying contributions. Y'all took photos. Y'all had one person breakdancing. Even though breakdancing was founded and created by black Americans, like, it, it's obvious, it's there, it's the evidence, it's there, facts. And y'all keep saying, no, bro, it's us. It's like, man, tired of that. That shit be giving me a headache. 
Y'all saying y'all created great dancing and all this other bull malarkey then. Stop it. Y'all trying to erase us from history. It's sickening. Oh, it's disgusting. Anyway. I have one more thing. It, you know, I'm probably going to do another episode about this. But it's also with the whole moonwalk thing. We had this stupid, stupid looking Spanish chick talking about, yeah, the creator of moonwalk was a Spanish man. And you saw the moonwalk? So he's a, I'm like, bro, it's doing the running man. That ain't the moonwalk. And we have evidence that a black American was actually the first one to do the moonwalk. <sighs> man. But I'm going to say that for another episode, you feel me? You know what I mean? Uh, my sources. Life. All right? We see it. It's life. History. They're trying to erase us from history. We see it through the social medias and news outlets and all that. It's like, dog, y'all really trying to remix our black history and erase us from history, bro. This is insane. Oh, man. That's that white supremacy stuff, y'all. I'm telling y'all. All right, y'all. Y'all know what segment we're about to get into. We're about to get into the sad, sad. segment. And today, I got to talk about this movie right here. Um, the Boogeyman. I saw this on Hulu, but this actually came out in theaters on June 2nd. And I must say, uh, I actually enjoyed this movie. I thought this movie was going to be whack. I thought this movie was going to be doo-doo water. Jesus I saw Christ. the trailer. saw the goddamn, um, the goddamn uh, uh, thumbnail. And I was like, I don't know, man. But uh, this movie was actually pretty good. I mean, I should have kind of knew it was good because it was like, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it's based on the, um, I said a short story of the same name by Stephen King. It's some Stephen King, who's the director? Rob Savage. You feel me? When he directs stuff and he got Stephen King, it's like, yo, they, they scary movies be really good. Be mind boggling. You feel me? Be having you on like what the hell, but um, yeah. Let me uh give you the stats, then give you the cast or some of the cast, and then let me give you the plot. So, IMDb gave it a five point nine. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a sixty percent, and the people gave it a seventy six percent. Um, you know what? Frick y'all. You know why? Because I I, I understand. I agree with this. I gave I, this was a, a good movie. It wasn't great. It was a good movie. I, I gave it like a seven, you know, out of ten. You feel me? So I understand these scores, and I'm gonna give you the reason why. You feel me? Uh, but let me give you the cast though. You feel me? So, uh, Sophia Thatcher, she played Sadie Hopper, which is the sister of Sawyer, who was played by Vivian Laura Blair. Oh, she did a good job. Oh, the little girl. Oh, um. Who is the two daughters of Dr. Will Harper, who is played by Chris Messina. And then also another, two, two other important characters were played by David Dasha Michian. He was Lester Billing. And then you had his wife, Rita, who was played by Marin Ireland. Okay? Now, let me give you all the plot. So, look it. I'm going to give you the short plot, then I'm going to give you the spiel of the movie. Short plot is basically the boogeyman is this creature that goes after the family, goes after the kids of the family that's going through despair and heartbreak. 
That's the plot. And the way you murk this thing is through fire. It doesn't like light and it can't stand fire. You burn his ass, bow. Over with. So, that being said, how it started off was, and this was dark. All right. The start was like, God damn. Me and my lady was like, damn, this is dark. Wow. It started off killing a baby. What? Yeah. The the boogeyman is the definition of them kids. Literally. He he really was like them kids. Slaughtered a baby. Wow. That was the start. Literally. First scene. I was like. And then it pans to the uh, the family, the uh, Saudi and Sawyer, and you know Sawyer's little girl. She is scared of the dark. She she's claiming that she's you know seeing this these creatures and stuff like that. The boogeyman, you know what I mean? You know the tale of the boogeyman. The boogeyman probably hiding in your closet or under your bed. Comes at night. You feel me? All that type of stuff. It wasn't real at first, and then it was. So what happened was basically Doctor Harper. He going through it too. That family is going through it because the mother, the mother died, died in like a, a car crash. You feel me? And they're going through it. Saudi Harper is like a teenager, and she's you know having conflict with her dad, and it's because of this situation. They're going through sorrow. They're going through heartbreak. They're going through despair. And then what happens is, uh, you know, uh, another important character, which is played by uh. Why would they not have her? She was one of the more important characters. By uh Lisa Lisa Gay Hamilton. She played Dr. Weller. It's kind of a it's a wild name. Um, and she was a therapist of this of this family. Literally. You feel me? The therapist of this family because of the tragic thing that was going on with them. And they were really trying to get Sawyer to get out of her fear of the dark. And what happened was down the line, um, Dr. Will Harper, he's a therapist too. And basically, you know, he's going through his stuff. And this dude, Lester Billing, came in. And Lester Billing is basically the guy where in the beginning where the baby got slaughtered, it was his baby. And told this a doctor, he was like, yo, this thing killed my kids. I'm going through it. Like, you feel me? And then uh Lester like sent some showed him some pictures and stuff. And Dr. Harper was like, well, what's this thing look like? Or what are you describing? And then, you know, basically described the monster that Sawyer is starting to see. You feel me? And I think what really conjured up everything for it to be inflorescent was that when Lester Billen hung himself, he basically, you know, conjured up the spirit that was already within them because they were going through despair and stuff like that. And the boogeyman feeds off that. You know what I mean? That's how it has to live. It lived through fear, despair, sorrow, you know? And so then essentially Sawyer start really seeing the monster. Sadie, or Sadie, she starts seeing the monster down the line. And like at the very end, even Dr. Uh, Dr. Harper starts seeing the monster. And that's how, you know, they were, they were able to, to, I'll put quotations, kill it. Because there was one scene where it did, it, it made it seem like it wasn't dead. But what I really like, kind of like was the storyline was cool. I really liked the storyline. 
The thing I didn't like about the storyline is that they didn't explain Lester and Rita's point of despair. Why were they in despair and sorrow before the kids got slaughtered? Because that's the whole point of why the boogeyman conjures up in the first place is because it feeds off that. What was theirs? It just made it seem like it, it was already there and then you just see the baby get slaughtered. Like, what? It, something had to happen beforehand for them to, to be like that. You feel me? I didn't get a great explanation of that, but I digress. So then... Rita meets up with Saudi and like she she's seen the monster too. And she's trying to use Saudi as bait at this point to kill the monster. And you know, the monster rip her up, king, rip her to shreds and stuff like that. And then down the line they start understanding the monster more and more and more. And they uh they start figuring out what the monster doesn't like through accident, really. You feel me? And as the the boogeyman gets stronger and stronger and stronger, it is going, it's going after the kids. It's about to kill them. Okay, so then they go to uh, Doctor. I should have kept this up. My bad, y'all. I should have kept this up. You feel me? They go to Doctor Weller and stuff like that. And then, like the monster was even in that scene. And a monster was a kind of creepy looking monster. You feel me? It was like, I think it was like the soul eaters of the kids. So then like one scene had Saudi she was sitting down and the, the monster actually grew like actual arms and hands and was choking her but taking her soul. And also the thing it was playing hallucinations on you. Like you hear your family voice. You hear the, like they heard the mother voice or you know, Sara would hear her sister voice and it was playing tricks and stuff like that. And literally they went to Weller and Weller was just like, you know, sorry, she's still having this fear. She'll get over it, blah, blah. Nobody believing. You feel me? Saudi didn't believe Sawyer until he saw the monster. And Dr. Harper didn't believe none of his daughters until he saw the monster. The monster started whooping his ass. You feel me? And, you know, Saudi was the one that kind of figured out how to like, kill this thing and stuff like that because she was figuring figuring out that oh this is what it is this, you know and at the end they fought the monster she had a lighter that her mom gave her which i guess it was a symbol like oh i'm still protecting you from the dead type of shit and put some gasoline on them lit the mother f on fire burnt them up dead then you see at the very end you know what uh Weller they had they they meeting or whatever and then Sawyer and Will Harper leave out and Saudi looks at something and saw the closet and was trying to go to the closet and I think you see some eyes and then Weller comes out like can I help you and then door closes and that's the end. Um like I said this was this wasn't really jump scare scary but it was spooky. It, it was very eerie. You feel me? Storyline was pretty good, except for that lapse in the story with when it comes to, you know, Lester Billing and Rhea and, and their family. Like, why were they in despair? You feel me? It this was be the monster come before they don't kill the kids and then they become despair. They was they should be already in despair and then the kids get murked. But they didn't explain that. So yeah, other than that, I thought this was good. Storyline was good, very creepy. Kept me engaged in the movie. Hey, look it. We all know the tale, the boogeyman. 
Boogeyman under your bed. Boogeyman in your closet. It comes after the kids. Oh, Lord. Why the kids? Oh, is the boogeyman a pet? Never mind. I won't say it. Uh, Anyway, once again, this is the boogeyman. I saw this on Hulu, but this was in theaters on June 2nd. And yeah, hey, watch at your own risk. Okay? Now, y'all know what time it is, right? Yeah, it is meantime. And I got some juicy memes for y'all. Look it, I got DJ Khaled, you feel me? He in this picture got his little whiskey and stuff. And this is, and it says, this the evil uh, DJ Khaled. You dumb, you disloyal. I underappreciate you. <laughs> Gorge. Yeah, evil DJ Khaled, the doppelganger. I love it. Yeah, let's keep it going. Now you got Debo and he like, remember on Friday he was like, what you got on my 40, homie? What you got on my 40, Craig? And he was like, what you got on my 40, Red? <laughs> and it says, the look when you give when millennials tell you 90s hip-hops was trash. What? What you trying to say? Huh? <laughs> I feel like I sound like Ross. All right, man. So we got the, um, Damn. And this actor, he's like, he been in hella comedies, though, you feel me? He was, uh, what comedy? What was one of the more famous comedies, Bruh Brian? Um, damn, it wasn't Step Brothers. It was, uh, damn it, I can't think of any, any comedy that this motherfucker was in. Was it, was one of those The Righteous Gemstones? No. He was in, um, I think it's road trip. I think it's was it road trip? It's the movie where they uh bros getting married and then like they went on some wild ass like one of the movies they was in Vegas or something like that. And like he was the one having the baby. It like yeah, it was carrying the baby. What movie was that? Is that road trip? I don't know who gives a damn. And it got him with braids in it, and it said. Don't claim to love hip-hop if you don't know who this is. God damn it! I must not love hip-hop. Oh, because I don't know who this is. I can't think. It's like he got a weird name. Akaloxa Burger Burger or something like that. Oh, hell no. We're going we gonna, we gonna to research this. Is it Road Trip or Guy's Trip? Hold on. I think it's Road Trip. I think it's Road Trip, y'all. Is it? No, it's not Road Trip. That's what freaking, uh, what's that weird? Tom Green. Mm-mm. Or is it Guy's Trip? I think it's Guy's Trip. Oh, my God. Guy's Trip. Oh, this is about to bug me. Oh, this is about to bug me. Damn it. I cannot think of the name of that movie right now. I know the whole concept of it though. Like they get it. Like one of them is getting married, and they go on like their. He goes on his bachelorette like to Vegas, and then they all meet up, and then they get into some wild ass, uh, wild ass shit. Anyway, I don't know. Oh man, I don't know who Bird is. I don't know the movie. I just know the plot. Damn it. <sighs> I guess I don't love hip hop then. Wow. My bad, y'all. I didn't know who bro was.
Anyway, we're coming to the end of the show. I'm glad y'all sticked around, you feel me? I appreciate all y'all, you feel me, from the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners, you feel me? Hey, this is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. And since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? Well, what are you waiting for? Let's get it. And look, if they watching, at least they learning. And I appreciate all y'all, like I said earlier. Anyway, for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all smart out there, you feel me? Now, for my potters, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Podcasts, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson Network, and I will pop up, all right? Also, I like to thank my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments, you feel me? Made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a Boucho sex appeal up by, let's say, uh, 42%. Look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look great on y'all. All right? Now, that being said, y'all have a good day, good evening, good whatever, whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Y'all have a good one. And I'm out. Peace. Man, if they better, they better stop trying to remix our damn history. I'm tired of that BS. Goddamn. Chunky Joe. This was gay. This was gay.